Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple. Chris and Rob here live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And we are in the Los Angeles Convention Center on Radio Row. Having a lot of fun here as we prepare for the Super Bowl. What is it, Super Bowl 56? Is this uh, Are people coming to L.A.? I'm trying to get a feel for it. And maybe you guys can help me. Are people coming here Thursday or for the weekend? Or it doesn't seem like it's – and L.A. is a big city, so it's hard – and L.A.'s expensive. So I don't know if people are coming for the whole week. If you're going to Arizona or you're going to New Orleans or you're going when to we've Florida. Been here, when we've been to Super Bowls before, it seemed like it was the whole week people were here. But the pandemic, too. Yeah. And especially the way it's locked down in California. No, you so. might be right. It just feels like it ain't there yet. No, it does. It okay. does. But, um, but you know what I mean. People yeah. are ready for it. And it's it. a bigger right. city. So like you That's said, what I'm saying. It's hard, to, it's hard to really feel it because right. people are all over the place. But... And then by tomorrow, I'm sure it's going to be like It'll uh, be a little crazy. More for yeah, sure. definitely. All right, we got Randy Mueller, former NFL executive of the year and sneaky hip hop fan. Yeah, know that. Uh, no, that that's a us. shocker. That that that, that took me back. You will for a join us at the bottom of the hour. But Rob, I, I'm going to bring up something. It's hot. Hotter than the first segment. It, it's, yeah, it, it's. I mean, I, and I don't know. I'm I'm throwing this out. For discussion. All right. So this, and, is, a, and this, this is a discussion. Our, yeah, we want callers to really weigh in. Maybe we'll even end it a little early. Let's do we that. Want Let's get people in. Get Let's in. get people in. But we've been talking about this NFL issue with the black lack of black coaches and front office executives. And I'm going to be honest. I think perhaps. I think it's the elephant in the room that a lot of people don't want to say publicly, particularly whites, because obviously the backlash would be crazy. But I wonder, I'm just wondering, behind closed doors, do white executives say or think, when we talk about not hiring black coaches and front office executives in representatives' numbers. Is there a feeling of, well, what else are we going to do? Hold on. Now, let me say this. Well, let me, can I okay. finish the thought? Okay, I just want I just want The league, you can't help but look at the field and see that it's 70% African-American in a country that's made up 13% African-Americans. And now African-Americans are playing quarterback. And many of the best ones, not all for sure, because you got Joe Burrow and and others, but many of the best young ones are African-Americans. Many of the quarterbacks in college, where we obviously get our pool of quarterbacks from, are African-Americans. So is there some feeling among some whites saying "This this is the domain we can dominate or we can have because we're not there on the field anymore for the most part? And I just wonder if there is any of that thinking 
that is hindering black culture. I'm certainly not defending it because it's, it's wrong because blacks in becoming dominant in basketball, in football, have not done so by holding other people back. They haven't done so by cheating. But the, the white dominance of American society was done by holding other people back and cheating. Let's just call it what it was. I mean, cheating through slavery and oppression and things like that. And so that you're not, they're not comparable. So I'm not justifying it. It's wrong. But I wonder, is there some of that thinking going on? Now, the reason that I, I, I wanted to jump in when I did was because what you're saying is exactly what Jimmy the Greek said when he was fired. From did he CBS. say that? Yes. Chris. I remember okay. he said that. I re- no, but you were I re- thinking of the, 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 the big the black right, being right. bred with the other big black. That's what he said about right. breeding the athletes. Right, in slavery. Okay, so this is 19, what was that when he got fired? It was 1988? In the s- yeah, around there. Right? Yeah, late 80s. In, in the 80s. I was in college. Yeah, Jimmy the Greek uh, was 70 years old at the time. Okay, you ready? Chris, let me read this quote. And so it's interesting that you say that. And this is the quote, part of it. Here it is. He said, quote, they are, they've, talking Me about black. black people, they've got everything. If they take over coaching like everybody wants them to, there's not going to be anything left for white people. Chris, that was a quote. Jimmy the Greek Schneider from, that's his well, exact he's quote. he's saying, he's just from 19, he's saying what I said was right. From 1988. Right. So you're asking the question now. And Is remember, that thinking still prevalent? Yes. As, as the NFL. I didn't know he said that. I know. I, now why, that you say it, right? I, it does Ring a bell? Yeah, but you're but right. That's the what, other quote got the bigger comment. Right, about because the other thing was during slavery. Yeah, he said the black is a better athlete to begin with because he's been bred that way because of the high thighs that go, that go up into his back. I mean, he went into <laughs> – what, what was he talking – I know he had a couple of cocktails, well, he, Chris. Look, breeding was a part of slavery. No, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, to bring that up in the situation he was in, he really – Put his foot in it. Right. But anyway, so Jimmy the Greek talked about it. Well, okay, okay so, so Jimmy Greek, Jimmy the Greek would lend credence. And I'm not, I'm just throwing it out there. No, I know. I'm giving and you, I'm, I'm giving Jimmy you ammo. Jimmy the Greek is right. Giving it, so what do you, do you think there is some of that thinking? I, I think that there is some. Um, that the, but this is the part that's weird to me. The NBA has a higher percentage of black players than the NFL, yet this isn't the same issue. Like, like I'm not saying that at all times they've right, had a lot of black coaches. Because they just hired about several right. black coaches within but, the but last it was year at, Right, but it was down. And it was low, right. But still, it's Chris. It's gone through ebbs and flows. You're going with Bill Russell was the first black right. coach, right, in the As 60s. Coach, but coach. in the yep. 60s. Right. Late 60s. Art Shell's the first black coach in the NFL in the 90s. 80s, what was that? 89. 89, like that. 90. Yep, right. That's yep. what I was thinking. Yep. Think about that. No, I, you're right. There's but, a, so, the, so I'm the trying NBA to figure has out. definitely been better than, right. than football. But, and it's blacker, and yet people were more accepting of black executives, GMs. Although they don't, they don't have as many black no, not executives as, as, you would, as they need. And I think if, if, if how many black GMs have won a championship? Is it two now? 
In the NBA? Because it's, 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 it's Yes, Joe Dumars was the first. And and Toronto's. Uh, Masai Ujiri. Right. Am I right? Is I that think, it? I'm trying to I, run yes, through the Yes, as a GM, I'm almost positive, Chris, those are the only two. I know Joe was I the first one. I had not thought about it, to be honest. Yeah. But, but I know Joe was the first up, one. That might be. Yeah. Because Wayne, well, was Wayne Embry? He wasn't the GM when Milwaukee won it. I don't think so. Because he was the first black GM. It might have been a year or two later. Right. Um, I don't think he was when Milwaukee won it with Lou Alcindor. Because Bob Watson and, is the same Oscar. with the Yankees, the first black GM He's to the win a championship. the first black GM in baseball. To he win never a got to win the a credit to me he, that he deserved. And, Chris, I'm going to tell you that. That team that won in 96, he made late-season trades. All of them so paid off. Him. Yes. It wasn't yeah, like he did a great job. He just had guys, you know, and he, oh, he's the general manager of the Yankees. Of course they won. Nah, no, he, he made he made like two or three really good, smart yep. trades at the end of that season. And didn't he? But, again, he didn't get he didn't get no. the love that a cashman gets. No, and he, and he got into it with George. Okay. So once you that's how he got fired. Once you pick a fight with, with George, right. it's a wrap. Right. All right. But anyway, so the NBA, I don't understand why the NFL is it still is it, is it the last bastion? Half of the college players are white, half right, in in, in college football. Right. Yet the NFL is seventy because some of those guys don't have the speed they to be able it. to play. It's it's a lot of it. Football is about the speed. They just can't keep up. Well, whites are playing football, and and, and I'm gonna be honest. I, I, you know, we do have some great white receivers in the league now, and you've always had some yeah, Fred yeah. Belitnikoff. There's always been Steve Larger, but I mean Cooper Cup, Hunter Renfro. Um, Who's the guy in Minnesota? I'm thinking um, Adam uh, Thielen. Thielen is another so one. Some of the top receivers, and I look at that like they're stepping up. They, you got to just step up but, but and, let me, and be better, and they're, they're doing it. So. But, but why hasn't that happened in basketball? Like, like, my like, personal opinion? Because yeah, they're white kids, like, when they play. From Europe, they coming over here balling. Yeah, but that's different because they have a different mentality. The white kids here, when they would play, and, and I, I've talked to people about this, when they would play an all-black team, even though they were good, they would automatically assume that they well, couldn't beat them. That's a natural human instinct because you look at the NBA right, in college but- and you see it's the black kids dominating. So you're going to feel that. Well, what I say to white American like parents, if your kid's into basketball, get them playing at a young age with black kids. Right. Like if your kid's just out in the suburbs, all white suburbs, he's never playing against black kids, he may be intimidated. So in the summers or even bring your team, AAU games, bring them downtown whatever, or whatever. get them playing against the black kids because even I noticed this when I played in high school and stuff, the speed of the game is faster and you got to get your shot up off faster. You drive to the lane, you got to get it off quick. So you have to get used to doing that. But I'd say, Rob, in Europe, I think the emphasis is on skills. Right. Luka Doncic isn't all that athletic. Nikola Jokic isn't all that athletic. But that's skills. The skills. And I think in America, until recently, the emphasis has been on athleticism. And that's where the the whites have struggled with that. So I I would say emphasize skills. Look at Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, John Stockton, Chris Moe. We can go on and on. Skills. I'm curious, though, on this NFL where people are. Yeah, well, look, you guys know how we are. We don't condemn anybody's opinion. We may disagree, but we want you to say the truth. Right. Black what or you white, believe. What if you you're believe. Black, do you think there is some of that thinking going on? If you're white, do you think or know maybe that there is some of that thinking going on that, hey, this is 
This is the last, the last thing, fashion. Right. You know, this is what we can d- then dominate or do in the sport. So, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. Your turn to win with Chris and Rob the I Couple Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences, low with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. So in life, throws you uh-ohs. Just say Mako.com for an online estimate today. It's the I Couple, Chris and Rob, live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. You're turning away in 877-99 on Fox. This going to be this gonna be, We want the truth, the whole truth. And nothing, nothing but, but. That's right. So what is your feeling? Do you think, and we're not saying you feel this way, but maybe you do. I don't know. But we want to know, do you think that that is a part of what is going on with the lack of hiring black coaches and front office executives, that blacks are dominating the field. So a lot of whites feel like, well, we need something to do in the game, and coaching and, and the front office is our domain. All right, let's kick it off with uh, Andrew in Lancaster, California. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Andrew? Hey, fellas. Hey, fellas. I listen to y'all all the time, man. Good Thank job. You. Thank you. appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, but what I want to say is that, yeah, what they're going to do is they're going to run Whole Foods and all the other things that they do in this world, you know? Uh, football is uh, is football, but, you know, it's like I, I can believe they're thinking what are we going to do, but it's so many other things that they could do and they are doing in this world that, hey, football, we're, we're athletes. Football is us. That's but they're we thinking we want to be in sports, too. Like <laughs> they don't want to run. Yeah. Home, yeah, they don't want to run. Just run right, home right. Foods. right, right. Hey, these well, coaches well, are making well, three, four billion dollars. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Well, they don't want taking the money's home, home at, uh, right. at the end of the season. So, <laughs> bottom line is, you do agree. You think that is part of the thinking? Yes, I do think they're thinking that. Okay. Yes. All right, Andrew. Thank, thank you. you. How about Charlie in Washington? You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Charlie? How you doing? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Thank you wow. Don't make it your last. That's right. Thank wow. you, Charlie. Yes, I listen to you guys every day, and I would like to say that I 100% agree that what's going on is is that they look at it like they're losing out opportunities on, 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 on trying to get a black coaches or, or people of color into those man, you know, management positions, you know. So it's kind of like, uh, 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 you know, the, uh, the other the other point is is you know a, a, a lot of uh, people of color, a lot of 
a lot of uh, black people, you know, they, they don't get that shot, so they go out there and play ball. You know what I mean? They they, they practice playing ball. They don't practice, you know, how to... How, how to be to, a GM. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They don't, they don't, you know what I mean? The focus well, is so, on... Well, I mean, actually, nobody practiced. Right. Well, very few people practiced that growing up. I guess now you got some kids that do that. But Thanks, Charlie. And you do have black kids doing that, too. You know, you got black and white kids that I know, play, I, that I know, want to grow up, you know. I know a couple of guys, Chris, who I mentor who are, uh, wanted to be in journalism yep. first, and now they're thinking about being in football front offices. Like, yep. they want to be on that track. So right. I do have uh, 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 some guys who are into that. Mark in Sacramento, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Mark? What's going on? What's going on, gentlemen? What up, brother? <laughs> I'm hanging in there. Um, y- yes, that's that's a big part of it. Um it's always been. It's systematic. Right. It's never stopped. <laughs> it's never stopped. So, right. yes, that's a big part of it. But, uh, but even and, and uh, as blacks have become more and more dominant on the field. And, and it's yeah. funny that it's, funny. You, it's probably gotten more and more stronger but, in the front office. But it's funny that Jimmy the, the Greek field. said that in the 80s. Think about that, Mark, right? When he said, and they, like, people want them to do. Like, right. there wasn't even a black coach in the league right. at that point unless it was. And then that was, that was right before Art Shell right. got the job. Right. Exactly. And, and real quick, uh, Art Shell was actually the second, and not really correcting anybody, but I do believe the second year of the league when it was formed, well, yeah, Chris Pollard back. was the actual right. first. Yeah, 19 from yeah, 19, that, you had 1989. But that's not, I know what not you're saying. Not modern, yeah. Modern, modern time, because yeah. even baseball, there were some black players in the 1800s. Moses, Fleetwood, exactly. Walker. But that's not considered, that's not considered right. like the major leagues we right. know today. Like Jackie Robinson. Exactly. Right. So I got you, Mark. You're right. Heather, Oklahoma City, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Heather? Hey guys, um, recent listener and my first time caller. Sorry, I'm a little Thank nervous. You. Um, okay, so I I hear what other people are saying. There may be some merits that I just don't know. I follow the NFL, but I largely follow the Chiefs. And as you know, there's a story about Eric Bieniemy not getting a coaching yes. job. Yes, what do you think times. about that? Uh, just that 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 this guy hasn't gotten an opportunity. Does that bother you or not? Okay, here's okay. I didn't want to get sidetracked, but. Real quick, here's what I think about it. Like, are we for sure that he wants to leave his current position? That's number one. Because yes. I feel like a lot of people are telling him his career. And it's like, I'm not saying he doesn't want to be a head coach, but, you know, maybe he I, likes I, he where he's at right leave. now and he he doesn't. He doesn't I want think to he wants that to be apple a head coach. It works for him right now. You know what I, I mean? Right. If he doesn't get a good offer, he might stay. Right. Yeah. If it's a, what, t- a bad we team, but I think our, he does. In our regular lives, you know what I mean? And yeah. nobody's telling us on Twitter how we're supposed to but do our career. But he won't. I mean, he's interviewed for jobs. Right. So I he think wouldn't he be going on interviews. Right. right. I don't think. Go ahead, Heather. Yeah. What's and and I just left a job after 13 years, and I didn't take anything. I took the right opportunity. I had to wait the better part of a year for the right opportunity. I took it, and I'm very glad I moved. So I think that's what he's doing. So Issue yeah. that you were talking about, though, yes. I feel like it's a top-down issue. I, I don't know. I'm not black. I'm white. I don't know if it's about uh, this is how we can be participant in the league. I love football. I will watch it. I don't care if there isn't a white person in, involved in any level of football. But I do feel like it's a top-down thing. Um, if you had more black ownership. Then you would have because right now I feel like people are sticking no, I, with what they right know. About that. You know right. what I mean? If and if you had, had more, black, black, if it came from the top right. down, you would have more positions from no the top question. down, other than whites. But here, yeah. here's the thing, Rob, and, and when you and thank you, Heather. Thanks, Heather. When you thank look you. at the crowd, 
and again, it's just population. We're 13% of the population. The crowds and th- those who are really feeding the beast economically are more white. And so I think owners, and it may not be, they may have the wrong thinking because there was a time when they thought if you got too many black players, whites wouldn't be into it, right? And that clearly isn't the case. But I think they feel like our crowds are mostly white. Our audiences are mostly white. They want to see some white involvement. I think that's a part of it, too. I I get that, but I I I always think – don't you don't you just want the best? Like like it's not like it's got to be, and I don't want to eat up. Let's get one more yeah, call in here call. because I because I'm I'm thinking of something and I don't want to get sidetracked. Uh, BJ in Florida, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, BJ? How you doing, fellas? I kind of agree with what you're saying, and I want you to think about this. If you look at the different nationalities, you have certain white players that play certain positions, mostly kickers or, or Caucasians, and most of the DBs receivers are black. But if you think about it, in the olden days, they would have, you know, men fight to the death. They didn't want two puny dudes fighting. They wanted the biggest black guys or slaves that they had to fight. And I think personally, some of the GMs that are in the office really don't know what they're doing. They just pulling strings because they have money. And who do you guys think will win the Super Bowl? We're not there yet. We'll get to that, BJ. I'm leaning Rams. I'll give you a hint. Yeah, I'm not there yet, but thank you. Okay. Can we squeeze Marty in? Yeah, go Marty ahead. in Kentucky. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Marty? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Great. I'm glad you're chiming in, Marty. want to hear your thoughts. I'm going to tell you with absolute certainty, I know that white sports fans and probably GMs and ownership and many other people in power, they do want to see some white players succeed. I'm going to be honest with you. I like seeing white players succeed because we're getting dominated in most of the popular American sports. And when a white guy can go out there and and get it done, it's like, oh, man, we we can do it. Right, (laughs) right. But I don't want it to be unfair. I want it legit. Right, no, I, I but but Marty, Marty, thing. Marty, let me ask you a question real quick. Seriously, so I thought like what happened in baseball, right? Where black players, Chris, w- couldn't be bench players; they all had to be stars. There were no reserve black players. Okay, so you had right. to be better to right. make it, right? So why hasn't that worked the other way for white players that realize that like if I'm not you know, as good as I like, like you, I think you're, you like, like I said with Cooper Cup and Hunter Renfro and Adam Thielen, I think they are like, look, we got to step up. We got to be and better. Those dudes are stepping up. And and look, Marty, I get it. I have absolutely no problem if a white kid is growing up today and he's looking at Cooper Cup saying, "I can be a receiver in the I NFL." I can do right, yeah. like yeah. I, agree I, with you, you I got no problem out. whatsoever. You with remember that. Craig James was like yeah. for a long time was the last starting white running back, right? And now you got Christian McCaffrey. You remember again. that, right? So I just and, think stepping up, realizing, look, the competition is what it is. If we want to play, we're gonna have to be better. Christian's statement about getting white kids out there to play against black kids couldn't be more right. It could not be more right. You want to, if you're a white man and you got a kid that's an athlete, you want to get your kid out there and yep. play with black kids and understand that style and that speed and how you right. play against. You don't want them to be shell shocked. Right. 
when you get out there and then you face an all-black team for the first time. And you're intimidated, right, right. Yeah, right. the intimidation factor. You want to eliminate that before they get to that level. So no I'll doubt. Great. Great call, Marty. Thanks, Marty. Thanks for the honesty, too. Yes, right appreciate you. Yeah, no, no, no. Thank you. All right, let's, let's go. You want to go right to Randy, and we'll get to the uh, update. Is he Is in? Randy ready or is he not ready? ready? All right, if not, yeah, we'll go to uh, – we'll get Randy Mueller on in a moment. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We're live from the Fox Sports Radio studio. Our oh next my. guest, just a few weeks ago, he earned his theme music. He's been so great. Former NFL Executive of the Year, Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst. And, Rob, we didn't know, sneaky hip-hop aficionado. I know. Hey, Randy. Randy Mueller. What's up, Randy? <laughs> What's going on, guys? I know that surprises you, right? Hey, Randy. Oh, I love it. Randy, if if you go on a job interview and you play this, they might hire you as a black GM, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Randy, we we brought this up with our callers just just a few moments ago of, of is there an element, and we're just wondering, like, of, of when you talk about the lack of black coaches and GMs or executives being hired in the NFL. Is there an element? Jimmy the Greek brought this up in the eighties, forty years ago, almost. Well, 30, I know, 30 I know. Years we're ago. quoting Jimmy the Greek, right? right. But he did Remember say Jimmy the Greek. You guys are making me nervous. I'm <laughs> but we, we were thinking, and you, we threw it out to the callers, and most of them felt this was the case that there is a feeling among some whites, maybe many whites, that look, blacks are dominating on the field, numbers wise. Numbers wise, this is our domain you know coaching front office things like that especially now the african-americans are playing quarterback and so did do you think there is any of that thinking prevalent and that that is a factor in what we're seeing in the hirings or lack thereof well i i really don't i'll be honest with you i would go the opposite way if i was going to build a team from scratch and and i knew that demographics of the guys on the team i would love to have an african-american head coach i just think that would make more sense he would have a lot more uh a lot better feel for the locker room and i think that's big when you're talking about team building now i'm not gonna say i can speak for a bunch of 75 year old white guys that, right you know no, no, no. made their millions somewhere else right so i don't know what they think i would go the exact opposite if there's any possible way that's just me Randy, let's let's ask you about Lovey Smith getting hired. Chris and I say he's officially the first black retread uh, head coach with his third job, but he came out of nowhere, Randy. I mean, it doesn't just doesn't. I'm happy that Lovey's got a job, but it doesn't feel right. It doesn't smell right. And then the idea that Josh McCown is reportedly going to be put on his staff, like this is a setup. Lovey will be a coach for a couple of years, a year or two, and then they'll pass it on to Josh McCown. Am I, are we reading the room wrong? No, I'd, I'll be honest with you. I totally agree. I don't like the process at all, how they went about it. Now, I do question if, if we knew everything that's being reported. Did we miss some candidates here or there that came through there? But the process has been disjointed, to say the least. That's for sure. So I'm not really connecting the dots like they are. I'm happy for Lovey like you. I think he deserves another chance. I don't like really the way it came about. 
And right. I don't like the Josh McCown thing, I'll be honest with you. I think the minute they bring him in, the clock starts ticking on right. him. Right. Oh, yeah. I think it's terrible. I just don't like it. I just think all of a sudden we have doubt in the future as to who may or may not be the coach, and I don't think it's fair. Randy, you know better than me, so I'm going to ask you this. Look, we've seen coaches with absolutely no experience coaching the NBA, coaching Major League Baseball as a manager. Yep. I and it and they've worked out. Steve Kerr, you know, it's been great. Yep. Yep. But I I just feel like the N- NFL is a whole different animal. I think coaching yep. is more important in the NFL than any of the other sports, and I just don't think you can coaching the NFL as a head coach without some major college or you know NFL experience do you th- I think a high school guy going straight to the NFL would be an And he wasn't disaster. even calling plays in high school. He was just a, a quarterback coach or right. something. Right. I mean, I remember Jerry Faust tried to do it, you know, high school to Notre Dame and it didn't work out. Yeah. What what is, is, do you agree with that or you think somebody without experience could coach right away in the NFL? Two things. One, I agree. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's smart. I don't care how charismatic somebody is or how much of a leader they are. It's a totally different game at the pro level. We see experienced college coaches try to make the jump, yep, right. and they, can't, they just can't do it. The other thing is, and I think it's an indicator, and I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but I think that the head coaching position has been devalued. I, sometimes I even see it with the GM jobs. These front offices in current structure – Look for a small box to fit somebody into, and they almost want somebody with no experience. That way the guy can't have input on anything. They just want him wow. to coach the team. It's like when you pick a general manager. You're, some, of these, some of these organizations now just want you to be a player picker. Just show up and pick players for them, and they'll figure out the rest. So I just think you're, you're, you're kind of devaluing the position if you don't hire someone with all the skill set that you and I and people have grown up around the game have. I just think it's hard, but everything is departmentalized, compartmentalized now, and that's maybe what they're viewing a, a coach like Josh. And Josh may be a great coach someday, but I'm with you. How do we know? There is a giant leap right. of faith there right. that, that I sure wouldn't be willing to take at the NFL level. Is that, Randy, because of analytics that you think that it, the compartmentalization yeah. and all that has come about? I think some of it is that. Some of it is that you don't want your – it seems a lot of places don't want the general manager, the head coach, to be involved in valuing the players, valuing the assets. And there's a big difference between evaluating and valuing. And I'm not sure I'm making sense, but there there is a piece of the puzzle where once you identify talent, you've got to value how to get it. And these front offices, like I say, that are structured by analytics or other ways, they think that the way on paper is the way to do it. They're, they've eliminated the feel and the people skills and some right. of the other things that go into deal-making and making deals. And, and Randy, you're spot on because we saw it, Chris, uh, in baseball, where, where the yep. front office is making out the lineup yep. cards. You could have never done that to Whitey Herzog and some of the old-school managers. Can you Sparky imagine yeah, yeah, giving Sparky <laughs> Anderson his lineup card because you did you ran the numbers? <laughs> you know, right. like, Randy, that's what they do. And, they, and they've hired all these young guys who don't have any experience but are yes-men right. and, and will yep. do what the front office wants. I, I'm with you. I'm not, and I'm not saying that there's not a place for analytics no. for some right. of these things. There is. Right. It's just more information to use to make decisions. But to just box people in to say this guy can only do this or this coach can only do that, I think you're doing them a disservice. 
Yeah, we agree with that, Randy. All right, great stuff. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you next week. So who's your pick? What's your pick for the Super Bowl quickly? I'm leaning toward the the Rams. I just think too much uh, defense for for Joe Burrow. I can't imagine him, uh, how he's going to get through this with that offensive line. So right now I'm leaning leaning with the Rams. Right. Joe Burrow has done nothing but win his career, Randy. You will will rue the day. You You will rue the day. (laughs) All right, buddy. All right, Randy. See you. Thank you, guys. One of Aaron Rodgers' former teammates says the Packers should ship him out of town. Pronto. Is is that Greg? We'll get into that next on Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) you, Aaron Rodgers. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right. It is the iCouple, Chris and Rob, wrapping up hour number two. And uh, we've got Charles Woodson, who won a Super Bowl. Well, in fact, the only Super Bowl Aaron Rodgers won, he won it with him, was obviously a great player himself, one of the greatest defensive backs ever played a game. And he is saying that it is time for Green Bay to move on from the great Aaron Rodgers. Here he is. If I'm putting on my, my GM hat, you know what I'm saying? Hey, what are we going to do this next season? And I look at the roster that we have. You know what? I'm thinking about trading Aaron Rodgers. If I'm, I'm Packers, you, you flirted with it a little bit last last offseason. You know, life without Aaron Rodgers. You know, now you're really thinking about the future. So I, I'm thinking about trading Aaron Rodgers this offseason if I can. Mm. Rob, what do you think? Uh, I don't want to be the GM that trades a two-time MVP unless I know I got a quarterback who's not going to have our franchise go uh, the other way. I think it's just a tough spot to be in. Not that uh, the Packers did anything. Obviously, they blew the playoff game, and they, it was set up for them. So that was bad. But but I don't think if, if Jordan Love was good, Chris, Aaron Rodgers would have been out of Green Bay already. Well, that's what I think. I mean, you know you there, have somebody. We haven't seen anything to tell us that Jordan Love. Am I right? That they like Jordan Love. I, and Not I enough. You, that. you are right because even if Aaron Rodgers, if you don't win a Super Bowl with him, you're going to be relevant and you're going to be very good and you're going to be in the hunt. And until you get another young guy that can build you up like that, it, it, I hear you. Because that's what they did. Why it was easy to let Brett Favre go. And remember, he played three or four more seasons, oh, yeah. Chris. Oh, played well, too. And played well. He had, he had uh, the Vikings in the NFC yep. Championship game. Yep. So they knew there was more to him and that he wasn't finished. But they had Aaron Rodgers sitting there, and they were confident they had one. And that's what I don't believe they feel they have with Jordan Love. That's why... They could have got a haul for Aaron Rodgers when he said he didn't want to be there and all that at the at the draft. They could have got a haul Look, for him. I think they did the right thing by keeping him then. He's obviously won two MVPs since then. But they haven't been able to get over the top. And right. it just feels like – it feels like – we don't know for sure. It feels like they're not going to. Like this year, it was – It was set up. Yes. I and agree. they didn't get it done. And, and Aaron has a history – as great as he is, of he's not the same quarterback in the playoffs that he's been in the regular season for the most part. And so if you can get a great haul for him, Rob, I get it. If Jordan Love isn't your guy, remember what the Packers were like when you and I were growing up. They were no good. They were no good. They were big I, in the 60s. Right. And then in the 70s, they were – and 80s, they were bad. They were an afterthought. 
And then they got Favre. And, and, and then it Rogers wasn't a great place great. for free agents to want to go live there, Chris. Yep. It ain't a... It ain't a hot spot in the country, Green right. Bay, Wisconsin. I mean, right. let's just keep it real. It ain't even Milwaukee. It ain't. No, right. It's not. Right. So I I don't hate it because at some point you got to start all over. No, you do. Uh, but it depends on what I can get for him. And I'll, and I'll be honest, and you know I've said I think Green Bay should keep him and he should go back there because I think that they're going – the NFC is not as tough as AFC. Right. And Tom Brady is gone. And, you know, you got a great team. If you bring back Devontae Adams and Rodgers, you have a great team and you've got a shot. And so play it out, right? Play it out for the next three years, whatever, however long Rodgers wants to play and is still in his prime. But there is a – I mean, look, we, we like storylines. We like drama. That's great for us to talk about. Whether we agree with it or not, it is better for us – as broadcasters, when it's new storylines. Right. So I, I got to be honest, even though I think the smart move for him and the Packers is to stay in Green Bay, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers as a Steeler no, I know what you or mean. a Broncos or Just in a different a situation yes. to see how it would play right. it's out. It's just a big story. Right. Yeah. I mean, storyline-wise, I agree. I just think as an organization – and as a GM, you know, your career, your name is on the line. If it, if, if you go from a back-to-back MVP winner winning 13 games, Chris, right. and they go drop to three wins next year, then it's right. like, what did you and do? Rogers maybe even wins a Super Bowl. Right, right. What did you do? Right. Like, like, it would be like that. Right. And you would be known as the guy who traded away. It was the first GM in NFL history to trade away a guy who won back-to-back MVPs. Right. No. You're the punchline. You're the answer. No, you're right. I mean, this is definitely something you got to think about. But um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what Rodgers does. You know, um, I, you just I still gotta, say he stays or retires. That's still my gut. I do I, not. I, I, I don't think that anymore. I do. I think there's a chance he could play elsewhere. I don't. Um, that's me. I don't think do, I, I don't think he should retire. Just like I at thought all. just like, like I just like I, I I thought that Brady was going to retire from the conversation he was having. You know, we right. brought it up on the show. We had never heard him talk about his wife and kids. I, well, I did. That, he, not he, like he that. He talked about his family for years. No, nah, not like that where oh, my wife she don't want to see me get hit well, like we, that. We, we going to get him whatever, Brady. you know. He ain't coming he's, back. He's, Stop he's, it. Stop. You you just you saying you speaking with your heart. No, I'm not. You are not speaking with your head. I <laughs> I I'll bet you a bag of Lay's chips he don't come back. <laughs> First of all, with your betting record, you don't need to be offering any bets. What are you talking? I'm winning tonight all on right. Sheckle City. Yeah, Am I yeah, not? whatever. Whatever. But um, we're going to get into Tom Brady and whether or not he's coming back Is that coming up next? We're not, not doing that. That huh? will be next. Is uh, it? We got an hour left. And also, what is this? It's a trash talking Tuesday. That's right. So it's your turn to trash anyone or anything in the world of sports. You get 30 to 40 seconds to give your take. So get them ready. Call in about 6.30, 6.35 Pacific, 9.30, 9.35 I'm three for Eastern three so time. far. I couple Fox Sports <laughs> Radio. You know what to do. Keep that bad boy locked.